How familiar are you with the hidden forces shaping our world? Learn about the spaces you occupy every day with Spaces Podcast, a journey through the design, construction, and the impact of our evolving environments. Hi, I'm Demetrius Lynch, host of Spaces, and I'm thrilled to take you on a ride through the intersections of environment, politics, culture, and economy. Join me and leading industry professionals as we uncover the stories behind the spaces that shape societies, past, present, and future. Today, there's a certain amount of cynicism and and kind of general malaise. Maybe many practices should come together and think about common goals, solving some of the major issues of the day. If I'm not mistaken, am I seeing like a wallpaper that is imitating books in some places? Yeah, I have to say, now we are in peace with this. But (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe now by following the link in the show notes, and let's unravel the secrets of our built world together. Spaces Podcasts. Go beyond the everyday, because spaces shape society. When it comes to business, the fastest way to become a commodity is to simply sell a product or service. A commodity is a product or service that is indistinguishable from the competition, leaving you to compete solely on price. Thus, you as the business are in a downward spiral until you run out of money and out of business. That's why the idea of a brand is so popular. A brand is the identity or more importantly, the story of a company that makes it stand out from the competitors. The goal? is for your company to be the first thing that your target audience thinks of when they need the product or service that you're selling. The brand communicates the company vision, what it stands for and why, and what experience your customers can expect. That identity should come through in every aspect of your business. Today, we'll focus on our identity, name, and logo. So let's jump back into the story and hear how we did on our brand. I'm Jeffrey Lee, and this is Emerging, a Gable Media Podcast. So you don't like any of them, really? No, I did. I thought. I thought. <laughs> I really did. I thought that kind of it's got a it's got a dynamic. Sense I liked to it. the second one. We have no knowledge of, of designing a logo whatsoever, and so if we could have worked with a branding professional or a graphic designer, that would have been great. And clearly, we made mistakes with the all lowercase font level, but I think it was something that we just had to look to ourselves to develop it and settle for good enough for the time being. This is the podcast where you'll hear what it's really like to start a new architecture firm. After sharing our origin story and the approach to our business model, we explored business structures and considerations to register our business. If you haven't listened to those episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen to all the episodes to hear the full unfiltered story behind our journey to start our architecture firm. Around May of 2021 was the point at which we were taking serious strides to start our business. To encourage forward momentum, we set a strict schedule to accomplish all the primary tasks of starting a business. Business plan, branding, registration, website, social media, etc. We set a deadline of July 15th to register our business. By early June, we started the process of coming up with our name. However, to do so, we needed to better understand our identity. We did so much of the design build projects. We worked in fabrication, so we thought early on that probably like 
without explicitly calling it our brand, but that's probably what we thought we were, you know, what wanted to be or want to be very thoughtful, well thought out, meaningful design that celebrates materiality, construction methods. How has that changed? I don't know. Jeff, I think on this one too, as a new firm, we're not able to share all of our experience that we've done with other firms that we worked at. So that's a tricky thing to kind of build your brand because you you have projects that you've done, you have the types of work that you're experienced in and interested in pursuing, but you can't necessarily showcase that. So I think early on, and this shows up in our early kind of about section of us, and, and we say like Level Studio is founded on trust. And I think that speaks to the trust that we have in one another. And I think also with every design project being unique, it's it's never going to be the same. You're going to have unique challenges in each of them. But trusting that you know you have dependable people will work through all the unique challenges as they arise. And we trust each other working with clients. Hopefully clients trust us. And having a studio that's really founded on that is something that we thought was important to highlight. And I think even as we've edited our about section over the years, we we still keep that in there because trust is a big part of, I think, the brand that we're trying to establish. I mean, we're still, we're constantly trying to evaluate how to brand ourselves to win work. So it's something that's ever evolving. I think in the beginning, I mean, I guess I would just echo what they've said, which is we started with fabrication and trust and like a hope and a dream here. So part of this process is the goal of being together as a group and not working for someone else is that we can find our own design voice. I think we've all been working within someone else's design voice for quite a while. And you know, that is their brand. And so you're working to their brand. And so part of this formalizing our own process is not just like, what can we offer? But it's also for us, it's like, what do we like to design? Like, what is our design language? And so we've been trying a lot of different approaches. And I think we're still trying to figure out maybe what that is. Mm -hmm. Adjectives that come to mind are something clean, kind of crisp, materially driven, and like not overly flashy, but just enough of a little bit of spice to make it, you know, nice. That's a rhyme for you there. <laughs> but I'm being serious, you know, like we, we're trying to figure out our like aesthetic language to help define the brand. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's also something that does emerge organically. Like I remember reading an interview with Tom Pfeiffer or maybe it was in a lecture a while ago and he's talking about, I think he had been at Richard Meyer's office, if I'm not mistaken, for years. And then he finally went out and went out on his own and it said it took him like 10 to 15 years to find his design language, which then becomes his brand. Mm. And now he's he's got a, you know, unmistakable brand of beautiful architecture. So I think as we have done more projects together, I, I've felt more confident in the brand that is emerging being really a reflection of us and how we work. And I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I think it's going to be kind of fun to watch evolve because i mean we're if we continue this idea of rotating responsibility and taking design lead at some point i feel like we're all going to start to influence each other in our aesthetics 
but it's all going to be very different, right? You know, tectonics and what we find to be appealing is is different between the three of us, but also we're all coming together to work. So I think it's it's going to keep evolving. The essence of a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. We wanted to create a brand that celebrated materiality and construction methods, a brand that conveyed trust both among ourselves and with the clients. How do you convey that in the name? The idea of having to name the company was kind of simultaneously, like we none of us were really enthused about it, right? Having to name something where it it's, has such an impact on your brand again, but at the same time, like it means nothing. So I think we danced around it for a while, especially after our very first project where we decided to name ourselves Gen Y Design Collaborative. <laughs> oh, God. Which is really hard to hear now. Oh, I hate it. But I, I honestly remember back when we first said it out loud, we, I was just so excited. What a great name. But <laughs> You were the only one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I was a little more naive. Oh, God. We had won that competition and they gave us like a day to declare our firm name we were not ready and we're like what do we have in common we're we're all born in gen y we gen oh my god like to design collab and then jeff last minute is like add collaboratively <laughs> collab <laughs> so it became this just strange of worse gen y design collaborative it was awful well and in hindsight most people just chose their names yeah exactly <laughs> we're uh, yeah i'm, I'm steve this is Gen Y Design Collaborative. Like, great. So anyway. But wait, that, that's where the, the finger in comes from, where we all, we create a Y with our fingers still to this day. And it's kind of. Oh, is that why that happened? Yeah, dude. We got to get collaborative. It's just laughing at ourselves and, and where we were 10 years ago. Right, right, right. So seven years later, we're coming back together and we're we're back to that task of having to name ourselves. And a lot of it was tongue in cheek. Maybe it was kind of, that's kind of how we felt about it. A little, you know, the name shouldn't be that important, but it took a while. What was our list at? I think we had a list of like 180 different names. And obviously, we tried to try to take it seriously sometimes. And some of it was a little more out there. Yeah. So with joinery, like I, I was thinking about that once more, like, I think we're all on the same page that doing something wood related is good because it relates to our history, first competition, all that stuff. So like, I was thinking more like, to be honest, like I don't love any of the names that came up. I think we've read through the entire cyclopedia of wood language last week and like nothing really jumped out at me. So I'm like, okay, if we have joinery, like maybe like, the joinery sounds like a little bit more like a workshop or something could kind of make a branding around that. So like, I was like, maybe that, but then I Googled and there's a building, I think up in the Bronx called the joinery. And there were like a few yeah. other things. Not that we can't overcome that. I think we're going to hit that with any of these names. And then like, I know we also all felt pretty good about division 13, but then like after reading that branding document, one of the exercises also they, that that document suggested doing is like writing down word associations. So you'd list as many things you can think of using the word. So it would be like division, divide, 
separate divided math like yeah. and it's like are, are any of those like strong associations or, or like nice associations it's like not really and then you go 13 and it's like unlucky 13 yeah uh, I just thought so, about that I was like <laughs> like you never have a 13th floor in a building you have a mechanical level instead <laughs> right. yeah we'll play the 13th floor and just googling i found three other companies that are called some version of division 13 two of them are architecture one of them is like graphic design or poster kind of company and so just like in terms of getting a brand name it was like ah eh. and then on top of it like reading the branding document like it started to feel more bureaucratic or like division 13 like uh yeah, bureaucratic agency or something than yeah. a company. So that that kind of soured me a little bit on that. I think more more so it's the fact that it doesn't feel as creative because like three other companies are using it. And then I came back and I like Fifth Hammer because of I, I think I laid it out in the text message to you guys. It's like hammers relate to building. I think it's a strong image that we could do like something cool branding or graphic wise. We say like fabrication is important. So like the hammer again kind of speaks to that. The story about like the fifth hammer being dissonance or something that like isn't doesn't quite fit in or stands out is interesting. So I think it's got like a cool backstory. And I think it's got cool imagery. And I think it's like could be kind of swayed to kind of relate to us or architecture in general. I'm really having a hard time with that one. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah i mean like the message is cool but is the message like we're fifth hammer because we're unique i don't know yeah i mean to the to the extent that we have to explain it like yeah, I, but, yeah i tried to explain that to my parents and i granted i don't have the story down pat but like they were looking at me like what the f- are you talking about <laughs> As a part of our naming process, we even ran options by our family and friends to get their feedback. One of them is AMP, standing for Atlantic Midwest Pacific. Okay. Straightforward. 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 Yeah. But AMP usually means you're amping something up. You're getting getting louder, more exciting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Division 13 which is the division 13 of the specifications list is, is are the specialty items oh, like wow, unique cool. items. Okay. So specifications, there's like a bunch of different divisions, you know, for a specification, non building a building. Yeah. Designing a building. Yeah. Okay. And 13 are all the cool things. The weird things, the, weird things. Weird things. the strange, unique division miscellaneous. 13. I like okay. that. Whatever. So I think that's clever, but of course, non-architects wouldn't know what the heck that means. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Fifth hammer. Hmm. Okay. So the fifth hammer. It sounds like there's a story behind there it. Is. So that, that's kind of curious. There is an ancient tradition holds that Pythagoras discovered the secret of harmony within a forge when he came across five men hammering. Four of the five hammers stood in a marvelous set of proportions, harmonizing, but there was also a fifth hammer. Pythagoras saw and heard it, but he could not measure it, nor could he understand its discordant sounds, therefore discarded it. What was this hammer such that he decided to reject it? 
harmony is the true meaning. A fifth harmony. hammer obstinately continues to sound in harmony. Interesting. But, ham- you know, people know a hammer. I'm not into that one so much, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Assembly. Okay. Straightforward. Yeah. Joinery. We're trying to go for some kind of... We're still looking into other wood terms okay. as we sort of started with a wood project. And maybe okay. there's some kind of wood joinery term that could be I, interesting. I like that path. Assembly just seems too simple to me. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it could be joinery. assembly of what? This other one is material operations, which is also just a name and that kind sounds, of just straightforward. That's that's an exciting. It doesn't sound very um, artistic. Oh, two more local produce, so kind of kitschy. Like we produce things just to be kind of funny about it. But if you were googling, you're going to get people looking you up because they're looking for. That's true. You know the farmers market. Local production. Wow. And then the most. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that one, but Chris and Jeff yeah. really like it. So you don't like any of them, really? No, I did. I thought I thought amp was good. <laughs> I really did. I thought that kind of it's got a it's got a dynamic. Sense I liked to it. the second one, um, Division Thirteen. I did, and I, I recognize that everyone won't know that. Yeah, but it makes me curious. That's true. That's true. The Design thing where we're also. Jeff is calling it the phone call test. So how does it sound when you say Division 13 Architects, this is Lexi. I agree. Or whatever. So we would do ring, 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 you know, and like some of these were too crazy for ring, ring, ring. Like somebody. Yeah. So amp design. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I like shape makers, but nobody else liked that one. Shape makers. I thought it was just kind of fun. I don't take it as seriously, but I'd go for more the emotional yeah, um, I see response. That. I mean, we we messed around on this list too. Like, whoa, man, man, <laughs> was one of the brainstorming. Whoa, man, man. Yeah, yeah get yeah. it? I get it. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. That or is cute. Three design freaks. That's sort of fun. I, see, I think those are kind of funny, but the problem is long term. If we're really doing this, yeah however many years from now, and you're like, um, whoa, man, man, architects. Or we're trying to go to the city of, you know, Los Angeles to talk to the blah, blah, blah mayor representative, and we are free design design freaks. freaks. I don't think it'll go. The design firm we selected for this major project is whoa, man, man. I I liked artisan. Artisan Artisan. design. Something like that. Yeah. Ultimately, we'd like to do some fabrication. So we're trying to think along the terms of like construction means and methods or, you know, assembling comes in that realm, sort of, which is why it's in here. So So sometimes people have a name and then a little tagline under it that helps explain that. Yeah. So sometimes that gives you the option of then not having to make people wonder what it is. Yeah, I mean, you could do your amp design, and under underneath it, same assembly, the, the you know whatever the the pieces yeah. that you just talked about. Is it Midland Pacific? No, I wouldn't <laughs> put that underneath. It. No, no reason to do that. Yeah, but you could put your pieces that you like a five word tagline that's like 
fabricators, blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Designs yeah. for now and the future. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll get, I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. Those up, are the ones. Look up Greek are, words for things. We did. Dad. That's did how we got to okay. fifth hammer and trivium. Okay. You know? So trivium. And a priori, which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Do you want to know what um, the significant others thought? Okay. Chris said Maria liked fifth hammer best. Trust, which I really don't like. I don't even think I said that to you. I don't like that one. Chris just thinks it sounds like, well, we trust you, which I get, but I don't think it sounds like designy. No, I think that's um, Division 13 and then Amp. So she sort of liked similar ones. Ash liked the most Fifth Hammer, Amp, and Division 13. So I think it's maybe going to be one of those three. But I'm having a hard time with the fifth hammer one because it's like, well, first of all, it's five men. And that makes me mad. Five and <laughs> Well, and it, it does, to me, my... And it's quite a story that I still haven't, like, fully memorized. Fully and then every time you see somebody, you have to say that. And at least with Division 13, I can quickly say, there's specifications in architecture that we use to outline different materials. The 13th one is all I the think- unique... When fun, heard it, weird they, stuff. And we like to do the it's crazy unique stuff. That it's just like, what does that mean? What does Division 13 mean? That yeah. sounds really But weird. I think. With so the, I agree with that. With Hammer, but, I mean, but they also like Damp. They also like. They like Damp, yeah. And they also yeah. like Division but 13. But I think Amp is straightforward, which is why it's still there, but it's a little bit peppy. Yeah. So I think it just. Okay. Division 13, I like the coolness behind the explanation. Yeah. yeah. And which is why I think we also are still kind of trying to find some kind of wood one because. It would speak to our roots and be about craft. And I, I would pursue that. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success. With our internal registration deadline looming, and still no clear front runner that we all agreed on, we made a focused effort to commit to something. I don't know, I think this is quickly becoming a top contender for me, fiber. I like it. The one thing that's a little off-putting is I think of those like commercials with that old lady who's like 
mixing the stuff <laughs> into her water and she's like Metamucil? It's daily fiber. Metamucil commercials. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that at all. I would say that that's kind of the only one that I see as a real possibility of all the like terminology words that I looked up. So I don't know if and if you feel inspired by any of the other words for some reason. No, not not any of the ones that I yeah yeah i I, I like fiber level is that it's supposed to be level lvl number 128 well that's like that's going back to the stuff we did the laminated veneer lumber is normally what it is but it could be if we just did love like lvl it could be level or we could say level or something if we're talking about like stories or plant like referencing plans or i don't know let's uh let's hide everything so we literally see the like five that we have now or whatever so going back joinery is now out is that right yeah i would say so yeah the most is still in no and we, we gotta we gotta cut it it's not <laughs> these other ones <laughs> i would i would prefer even amp over that so yeah at this point yeah gen y no, say goodbye. Goodbye. I think you can get rid of six too. Whoa, do we literally have like two choice, three choices? That's it. That's, that's it. Oh. oh, okay, cool. So we're down to the AMP, AMP Division, Division 13, 13, LVL, or fiber. Level, level. I probably like level out of all of these. I like level over fiber. I like fiber over level. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I like level. It kind of like level, you know. It kind of it's it's easily associated with architecture. Level means you know uh, quality, right? Or sturdy, properly built. Right. So it's it's good. It's a lot, and having it short like that, LVL. I also really like because it's easily. It's like obviously level. It can't be anything else, right? Yeah. So I like it. I like LVL. Sort of sounds like a sure thing too, which is maybe what Jeff's talking about. Like, like it's quality. Yeah. I, I thought of it on that level as well. Uh. <laughs> Secondly, like first I was like, oh, like a floor level. But then I thought about like the actual tool. I think my favorite on this list is now level, but it's, it's going to be hard to get that, figure out a domain name. Like everything looks like it's taken. I mean, I feel like we could get creative or do a dot space or something and do it if we really want it. How are we feeling about AMP and Division 13 relative to that? I think fiber is out. Is that true? I'd cross it out. Sorry, Pepe. I think Chris and I Bye, would. Fiber. Bye, fiber. Bye. So we're down uh to three. Because I think we're going to, here's the problem is with all three of these, right, is going to be the domain because they're all relatively, like AMP is used in, I was looking that up, it's used in a lot of like other businesses. I think anything three letters is going to be difficult. Yeah. But we also know that division 13 is taken. Yeah. So if we had to pick between AMP and division 13, where are you guys at? I'm on AMP just because it sounds yeah. a little bit more fun and new and it's easy to describe and it's not used by that many other architecture offices related. Yeah. Same. 
So Division 13 is out. Yeah. So then we're down to wild five events. It's like a horse race. We're down to AMP and LVL. (laughs) LVL is is Um, my vote. I would do L. I would do level. I think it has the best context, and I think it has more branding potential that's spatially related and all that stuff. Levelarchitecture.com is open. Levelarchitects.com is open. LVL Architects. I like that. Yeah. Level Architects or Level Architecture. They're both open. Okay. Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! They came out of nowhere. I liked it. Woo, I saw woo, it. Woo, woo. So, Level It Was. LVL Studio or Level Studio Architecture became the official name due to regulatory reasons. And we ended up with Level, which when we worked on the original competition we worked on, we worked with LVL Veneer uh, Lumber. And so it was a little bit of a play on words of like LVL is kind of where we come from, from a design like fabrication standpoint. Level is something you would it sounds like reassuring as in terms of like, you know, they're level headed, they can get things done efficiently and it'll stand up <laughs> with gravity. Right. It has the architectural implication. Yeah. But then it's, it's also a collective group name, at least from my point of view, that's pretty important that we present a front and as a group and that it's not, yeah, it's not three individual people. And that, that name came late in the name game. I think we were down to like three that nobody felt great about. And then LVL or Level came in. Lexi. Last minute, Lexi, yeah. yeah. And we all just kind of catalyzed around that, if that's a word. Well, because in the st- we're, we're registering in the state of New York, right? Right. And in that state, you either literally have to have the name or you have to have a name that like is descriptive enough to describe an architecture office, Right. Am I mistaking that? Right. I think state by state. Yeah, it's it, it has to be a person's name. And if it's not a person's name, it can't be a acronym. That would suggest it's maybe somebody else's name. And if it's a word, you have to justify why it's that word. So we went in with LVL and they thought, well, no, that could represent somebody else's initials or something like that. And, and so we were denied that. And so our legal business entity is Level Studio Architecture PLLC mm-hmm. because it had to have architecture in there or architect. Yeah. And then we have the legal right to file a doing business as and then register that as LVL Studio. So that's kind of the legal stuff there. But I also think picking a name and settling on level has has produced challenges as well, which we should acknowledge. Like not everybody knows that LVL is an abbreviation for level. So that's been a confusing thing to explain. And are we level? <laughs> are we LVL? And and even internally, sometimes we say LVL, sometimes we say level. And I, I think we really excitedly got some business cards printed with LVL on it. And Jeff and I were at a networking event and the first person we handed it to goes, Oh, IVI, what's that stand for? Because it was all lowercase levels and we're like, ah, we got 50 of these cards. After coming up with a name, we relied on our own skills to quickly develop our logo, which didn't quite work out as you heard. 
if you can hire a professional, there are very talented branding and, and logo designers out there, but doing the lean startup thing, we have some skills in using the software that lets you make a logo. We have no knowledge of, of designing a logo whatsoever. And so if we could have worked with a branding professional or a graphic designer, that would have been great. And clearly we made mistakes with the all lowercase font level IVI. But I think it was something that we just had to look to ourselves to develop it and settle for good enough for the time being. Learning from our initial mistakes, we went back to develop a new logo with new insights and considerations. But we each sketched out maybe, I don't know, like a dozen things at the start. Chris probably tripled that because he works at like in a, such a rapid pace. I never know how he does it. But we each took pass like sketching like by hand. And then, you know, here are some that, you know, gut check. Here are some that maybe could work. Try these in Illustrator. And then that's how we landed at the first one. And then we were never happy with that. And Chris did a, a great job of just being like, all right, let's forget that for a moment. And like, what are all the options on the table? And so he had done some still with the LVL, some with level written out, some with architecture in the name. And we, it was kind of like, he's, I think you said a design charrette. We did like one, one of our meetings. Yeah. I was looking at graphic designers that I admire in particular, Grand Army Design, who do fantastic, like edgy branding, really cool stuff. Yeah, they were great. But also not knowing their process and thinking a lot about how the brand identifies you and not knowing what our brand is necessarily, because that's something that's still emerging. But just looking at their graphic work and the cool thing about their website is they show, you know, the pinup boards with hundreds of logos drawn out and they're all so different from each other for one particular brand that they're defining. And that kind of opened the door like, okay, just throw crazy stuff out. So we started looking at, you know, because our name is legally level studio architecture, do we go by LSA? Do we keep it level? Is it LVL still? So just really trying every different thing that's possible and seeing if anything stuck and just looking at a ton of references. Well, then we also realized it needs to work on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. The social media. And it needs to work in that little tiny bubble on Instagram. So it needs to be like simple enough that that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I not to overhype Instagram, but I think that's an important part of any aesthetic business is having that account and using that to your advantage. And so we've been working on how to harness that, but the logo definitely at the very beginning, like I don't think it worked at a small scale like that. And now mm -hmm. it works a lot better. You know, you don't necessarily know what it means, but it's like clean enough that I think people know it's us automatically. Even when it's a tiny, small little, like the scale of it is small on your phone or whatever. The design today is drastically different from our initial design. We encourage you to visit our website at lvl.studio or our Instagram at lvl.studio.architecture to check it out and let us know what you think. For the purpose of this podcast, we revisited the original logo and compared it to the new one to explain the look, concept, and our reactions to our current design. It was a text-based logo. It was lowercase letters L V L and then we had a line going through it. Not level. That was unlevel line. So it was a little tongue in cheek, uh, kind of carrying that through. Obviously that looked like I V I, which 
yeah, we didn't want that confusion. So we kind of had this charrette. Chris did a lot of iterations on the logo there, and we ended up with one that he created that spells out level. I guess we'll describe it here. It's like a black slanted box, and inside it is the word level spelled out in all caps white, except for the V is lowercase, and above that is a line. And that line is kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, it's like the bubble that you would find in a construction level tool, right? That's correct, yeah. And Lexi and Jeff both hated it. <laughs> no, nobody responded. I put together like 50 <laughs> of them, but nobody made a decision. None of us made a decision and it just kind of hung out there. Yeah. We didn't hate it. I think, well, the logo, it's been tough because, you know, we're designers, but we're not graphic designers. And so it feels like a realm that, at least for me, that I'm not used to, you know, I make comments on wayfinding signage or something, but I'm not the one actually designing the, the graphic. Right representation. So it was hard to choose anything. Even the original one was tough to choose. And we maybe put way too much into it and it didn't mean anything to anybody else, which was funny, like as reactions we got. (laughs) But the new one that we've gotten, a lot of people, especially people that saw the first one are like, oh, this is way better. It's clean. It's clear. Like it means a little something to us, you know, graphically, but more importantly, to other people that don't know us, it's very obvious. It's cl- it's crisp, and that's sort of what we want to project. So it works great in that way. You know, even though you know we gave Chris a hard time for all of, all the ones he'd come up with, it works really well. Like it's gotten there. You go. Yeah, it's just it's gotten a lot more clean feedback from people. I think compared to like the first one. I think it's it's still. It's still probably the equivalent of a contractor designing a house. You know, the contractor <laughs> probably thinks it looks pretty good, but uh, yeah. an, ar- an architect would have different thoughts. So if if, uh, if any graphic designers are listening and want to help us out and give us feedback. Oh, absolutely. We can always take another show. <laughs> yeah, for real. Ultimately, we landed at a solid starting point for our brand that, at least for now, symbolizes our collective vision. The experience illuminated a number of takeaways that may be helpful for your brand journey. Hire a branding expert if you can. (laughs) Honestly, if you can, it probably is helpful because we turned our wheels not even knowing where to start for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think the USP is, I feel like it's still like so tied to that, you know, like what's your brand is your unique selling point, right? And sometimes that's not very clear cut. For us, you know, um, some people are start something and more specialized maybe. And so it becomes a little more clear what their brand is. But I think don't be afraid if it turns out to be kind of an iterative process and it evolves. Hire consultants, like Chris said, if you can, anytime you've got a professional. And even if you can bend someone's ear, you know, we talked to a lot of our friends that were in that brand consulting arena. They all had great advice. That's also a downside is that we didn't run it by people who didn't know our story and didn't know the name we were going for. And and that would be an important step because the first person who didn't know us that we put our business card that we had just printed in front of it could not read what it said. So it's an issue. Well, but beyond the logo, like as a brand, like I think it's also important that you talk to people that are not within architecture about how you're trying to sell your business because ultimately architects are not working with other architects. 
So like the three of us have differing opinions and we've come to, you know, we've tried this iterative process of branding and logo design and et cetera. But ultimately we need clients and those people are like, you know, non-designers, non-aesthetically, you know, professional people and, but it needs to look a way to be able to get them to notice us and understand what we do. So I think we added a lot of complication in the beginning, which is why I'm saying that like we overcomplicated things. And in the end, like, you know, yes, you need a unique selling point, but like somebody that we're like trying to, you know, remodel their house or something, they just want to know, are you professional? Can you do this type of work? And like, do you have a clean aesthetic that matches mine or if you don't maybe they don't want somebody that's a clean aesthetic they want some other kind of thing but like we really overcomplicated at the beginning like I, personally i think no yeah. like add this add that do this do that and then it was like in the end it maybe just needs to be like approachable yeah i think also if you're having a hard time getting started i think it's also helpful to talk to other people about like what do you think of us like we have a lot of friends who have seen us working together for the past 10 years and yeah. just asking them like, what do the three of us collectively represent as designers to you? And a lot of times an outside perspective has, has their finger on what it is that you are better than you do. Although I think I asked Maria and she, I was like, what, what does Level Studio do? And she said, sits on Zoom for five hours a day. <laughs> so and I'm like, well, that's not our brand. Come on. Hey, Maria. With a brand identity in place, particularly the name, it was time to register the business. Chris was preparing for a vacation in Romania, and this was our last task before the break. We finalized and filed our paperwork to register Level Studio Architecture, LLC. Or should it have been PLLC? Do we want to start with the good news or the bad news? It seems like you guys have both. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the bad news. Let's just get out of the way. We want, to save, we want to save some money. Figure out we do it ourselves. Who needs a lawyer? We'll pick up there next time on Emerging. Thanks for listening. Emerging is a Gable Media podcast. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend and rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps. And if you're looking for similar content, you can find even more at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And before we go, if you want to jump ahead and find out more about us and our practice, you can visit us at lvl.studio. From historic homes to modern architecture, brick is one of the most popular building materials around the world. How to allow the house to bridge the gap between the history of the site, the approachability of this kind of architecture in this kind of neighborhood, and the sort of nostalgia of materiality for, for the client's past, right? And, and brick really started to provide an answer for that. Hi, I'm Doug Pat, and this is Design Vault. There aren't many materials that easily blend with any style and context, but brick does just that. I've seen some extraordinary work with brick, so when Glenn Gary approached me about hosting this podcast, I couldn't say no. Typically, Tudor-style houses from outside are just stunningly gorgeous piece of 
structure. And when you go in, it's just sad. Yeah. Dark. And that is not going to happen with my approach to design. I speak with industry leaders and share inspiring stories behind their work and ingenious design. You'll see brick that's fashioned into basket weave patterns, sawtooth patterns, what's known in England as diapering. Doesn't sound like you knew them per se, right? They found you through relationships that you had with other. Well, wait, Doug, there's more. Okay. <laughs> we'll go behind the scenes to understand process and even the inspiration that sparked the design. You know, I think we were inspired by the, all the factory buildings in, in Dumbo. I mean, that is the kind of period of significance, that early American factory building. Design Vault by Glenn Gary. Visit glengarry.com forward slash design dash vault or search for Design Vault wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe now to stretch your imagination.